Yeah, it's happening. What is going on, Sports Betting Daily? How are we doing out there on a Tuesday? Appreciate you joining us. How are we feeling? On today's show, just going to be some random stuff. I have uh, not gotten super organized for, for the podcast lately. I'm actually back in school. I don't know if I mentioned that on the pod, but uh, going back to school, back to school, back to school. But uh, if you know what that's from, then shout out. But uh, yeah, um, it's it's always good to improve what you're doing. And it's funny because actually, I don't I mean, I don't talk too often about the specifics of what I've gone to school for, how I use it and what I do. Um, not super deep, at least. But this what I'm what I'm going back for now is kind of more like rewinding some of the more fundamental stuff which is good it's always good you know to get back into that aspect of things but anyway what's been happening out there uh, a couple things to go over and by the way the reason i just said that is you know the schedule may change slightly my my classes are a little bit later on which is why i'm back to drinking coffee at 3 30 in the afternoon like i am right now but uh that's how it goes right but yeah the schedules I'm, i mean if anything i may be coming out with the podcast earlier in the day than typical, but either way, uh, let's get to it. Couple random things. The first of which I was listening to my favorite radio show this morning, uh, the Dan Patrick show. And he'd mentioned something about sports betting that I'm not going to dive too deep into what they said on his radio show, but more of the concept. And the idea was that the house always wins. And they were talking about that, you know, people can win, but you're not going to win long-term. You can have wins, but you're not going to win long-term. You can experience them, but it's not something that you're going to win in the long run. And I mean, I don't have his exact quote, but it was something like, uh, uh, it, it, it's impossible to win. You will not win. No, you know, the best you can do is break even. And we, we talk about this pretty often on this show, but we don't really hammer in the, just a basic idea, but that's, that's, that is not true, you know? And, and that is something that has been proven to be false. If you make good bets, if you are careful, if you really, really know what you're doing in this market, you can win. Right. And, and some people out there can actually win enough to, uh, you know, enough to have a living. So, you know, it, it's really hard, though. And so I understand that mindset because that and you could argue what's funny is you could actually make the argument both mindsets are dangerous. You could make the argument that that mindset, you know, knowing that you can win what I'm saying, what I preach all the time, you could say that's dangerous because people know they can win and they're going to keep betting more and more. I think that's less dangerous than the idea of, oh, hey, we just bet for fun. We could go to the movies or we could bet to watch the game. You know, I think that that's actually a way to rationalize making bad bets in your head. And I've said, I used to say that all the time. I used to say that all the time. Why, hey, why not? You know, because I've always been a proponent of betting. I've always been like non judgmental about betting, things like that. And I used to say, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to go have a nice dinner. You're going to go to the movies. You're going to go whatever you, you know, whatever you like to do. You're going to spend money doing that stuff. So why don't you do the same, get some entertainment out of the game and, you know, no, no one hurt, nobody's hurt from it. And I think that that's actually the, I mean, look, I don't think either is dangerous. Let's not be dramatic here, but I think that that line of thinking leads towards more irresponsible bets because if your mindset is, oh, who cares? I'm going to lose anyway. Well, of course you're going to make the 10 team parlay, right? Instead of, you know what, if we really do a good job, maybe we can actually win some money. That's, that's why I think that that mindset, in my opinion, is a little bit, a little bit healthier, but you know, back to the point, I just think that it's important to remember that the house doesn't always win, not in sports betting and other things in the casino they do. So let's distinguish that, right? When you walk into a Vegas casino, 
the house pretty much does always win. Now, I said pretty much because if you like count cards or do weird things, you can find plus EV. But overwhelmingly, I mean, let's be honest, the house always wins in craps. The house always wins in, in, in roulette and, uh, you know, even pie gal and all those games, right? The house always wins. Why? Because when you go into a casino and play those games, you're you're not playing against the dealer. You're not playing against the MGM. You're playing against a set of rules designed to beat you, right? That's why the payouts are so specific what they are, because over the long run, you're going to lose. Sports betting is different because no one knows the true actual price. We're dealing with human beings playing games. So there is no actual legitimate price. There is no, oh yeah, the New York Rangers should be minus 123 tonight. No one really at the end of the day knows. We're all doing our best to guess, including myself, but that's a difference. So that's why in sports betting, we can find opportunities to win. And if you really, and it comes down to this, okay? If you can identify where this, where the market has made mistakes. Now we don't say sports books because as we know, it's not the sports books that put those numbers up. The sports books put the opening numbers up and then everyone bets into it and moves the market, right? So it's not about the book, it's about the market. But if you're going to win in betting sports, you've got to do two things. You've got to, A, identify the 5% of games where the market is wrong, quote unquote wrong, okay? And that's going to be probably about average, like one out of every 20 games is going to be bettable, okay? So you got to find those and you got to only bet those. So you got to do those two things, right? And you got to win 55% of the time, but you will if you find the 5% of the games that are wrong, and, you know, it comes on identifying those. So if you can truly sit down and say, okay, this line's right, this line's right, this line's right, this line's correct, this line's correct. Oh, damn, this line's off by 15 cents. Let's make a bet there. Okay, this line's correct, this line's correct, this line looks good, this line looks good, this good, this good, it's correct. Oh, wow, this line's off by 20 cents. Let's make a bet. That's how it is, right? So if you can't do that, then <laughs> then he is right. Then Dan, then Dan Patrick is true. Then the house will always win. But the point of the house always wins just isn't true here. So we got to get that thinking out of our minds. All right, let's move on. Quick sip of coffee here. Quick sip of some afternoon coffee. It's going to keep me up till 2 a.m. All right. Uh, chasing. Good thing there's some late hockey tonight, right? Several games starting like 8, 8.30 mountain time. Gotta love that. Um, chasing. This is a real topic. This is something that we all deal with. And it doesn't get talked about enough because this show included. I think the sports betting media, it romanticizes sports betting way too much. You know, we need to talk about the other side more, not just to be realistic, but for the health and, and mental mindset of everyone out there. Because if you just think that even people like myself are just winning, winning, winning all the time, and it's always up and it's always green, it's not like that. It takes a certain personality, I think, to be a sports better for a living, right? You got to be super, super okay with risk and losing money. I mean, my God, the nature of losing money and how it feels. I mean, for anyone who's been to the casino before and lost a couple hundred bucks at the roulette or craps or blackjack table, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For anyone who's lost a $300 bet or whatever is important to you, 500, 1,000, 10,000, you know, or even 20 bucks, right? Because it's all about, it's all relative. I'm not saying it has to be a, a, a $500 bet to, to be important. If you're down to, uh, uh, who's the famous sports book uh, manager in Vegas? Roxy Roxborough. And actually, it's kind of disrespectful to call it sportsbook manager. He's he's done a lot. You can look him up, Roxy Roxborough. He's done a ton in Vegas. But it's it's uh, one of his quotes that says, "You can have a five hundred dollar bet or a twenty dollar bet, but if it's your last twenty bucks, that's going to be a bigger bet to you than if the millionaire if then if a millionaire uh, a millionaire made the five hundred dollar bet." 
right? If you're down to your last 20 and you bet that all on a game, whew, that is an important game. So it's not about the amount of money. It's about what it means to you, okay? But losing that money, it feels bad. It feels horrible. We get these physical, it's not just a mental thing of a loss, it's a physical feeling a lot of us feel. And what do many people do? And I've, I'm just as guilty of it. I've done it just as much as all of you, if not way more. We chase it. We have a loss and we chase it, especially if, you know, we've been drinking. That's where I was getting into trouble. You chase your losses. You know, you chase your losses. You have a loss. You want to make that money back up. And this is a real thing because we are, when, when we do this, we momentarily lose the sense of, of good decision making. It's called going on tilt in the betting world. And there's all different kinds of rumors for how this originated. I believe that the uh, explanation for the going on tilt, where it originated was like the, 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 the version I've heard the most is it was a uh, pinball machines. And in the old school pinball machines, uh, when people would get pissed off, they would like pick it up and actually like try and manipulate it and throw the ball around. And the machine would get, you know, fucked up and it would be all, it would, you wouldn't be able to use it anymore. And it would be called, you know, the, the machine would be going on tilt or it went on tilt. Um, I think it's, you know, it's something like that, but it has to do with pinball machines. Anyway, the idea is when you go on tilt, you start making bad, irrational decisions trying to make up the money that you just lost. It happens to all of us. It happens to the casino. It happens in these betting situations. And for some of us, that tilt lasts longer than others. But I can tell you, it can be very damaging to our bankroll, to our mindset, to our mental health if we do this. And the, the, the thing is, you're going to win half of these chases, but if you chase enough, you're going to notice that you're just going to dig yourself big enough holes to where it feels like you're never going to get out. So my advice here would be don't ever, ever chase these wins. If, if you're going to make these bets, ride with those bets and make that whatever you bet for the night. Okay? Never, ever chase. And also, don't bet what you would consider to be a devastating loss. And... I think a lot of us get into that situation where you bet that much money where it's going to be a devastating loss because it's, you want more and more, you know, you start out with a $5 bet, $10 bet and $20 bet and a hundred dollar bet. And you want more, you want it to, to be, to you know, mean more and more. You want to feel that rush more and more. You want that, that dopamine rush more and more. And so you make a bigger and bigger bet. And many people get into the habit of making bets that they can't afford. And you know, I'm not preaching and saying that I'm some saint who's never done this. When I first got going, it took a long time for me to learn these these to le learn not to make these bad habits. I mean, I am just as guilty as anyone out there of making these human mistakes when you lose money, when you get in, into a certain mindset, you know, when you go on tilt. So I've been there before. And as I've said, doing this, trying to get off the ground for, you know, doing this consistently to make money, I, I tripped and fell a lot. And I would have nights where I lost a lot of money and, and it was devastating. And I would feel, I mean, I couldn't sleep and it messes with you. And then I, I would chase sometimes and I'm like, God damn it. If I could just win this and this and, and it never works out. I mean, I'm sure it worked out, you know, some, but looking back, it's like, you, you, I would never do it again. And I would be it would be irresponsible of me to say that I will never do it again because who knows? I mean, going, you know, I, I try my best not to, it's being aware of this stuff that allows us to make the good decisions not to do it. But 
It's tough. It's really, really, really hard. And a lot of this happens after you have a bet. It's like a bad beat, or you thought it was a sure winner. You know, it's it's game four of a four-game parlay you made, and you got the favorite at minus 150, and the lines moved to minus 180, and you love that bet. It's your favorite bet of the day, and the team loses in overtime or whatever it is, you know? That can put people on tilt. It's things like that, and and I get it. I totally get it. But my point here is, if we're aware of it, then we can do our best to try and avoid those situations and walk away and get out of there and... You know, just leave. Just do whatever you have to do because chasing is never, ever a good idea. So, look, I didn't want to go negative there or skew negative, but it's important we talk about this stuff. You know, we talk about a lot of aspects of sports betting, and that certainly, certainly for everyone out there, even the best, even Billy Walters had to deal with stuff like that. So, one more sip of coffee before we get to our final point here. Talk about ESPN Bet, which, whew, I got some things to say about ESPN Bet. Just a sec. Look, coffee. All right. All right, so let's talk ESPN bet here. So I was really excited for ESPN bet. Why? It's another sports book. It's another opportunity, another way for us to shop lines, you know, make some money. I don't know. But I'm not liking what I'm seeing with ESPN for a couple reasons. Now, I think that the more these companies like Fanatics and ESPN want to get in the sports betting market, I, I think that's, that's going to be worse for us. Okay, I saw this going one of two ways five, ten years ago when the legalization was kind of being talked about and being moved into place. I thought either, and I've talked about this before, I thought either it'd be some sort of a like a retail model where competition drives prices down, and I thought that that would be true in the sports betting world. Why wouldn't it be? Well, the reality is, the why wouldn't it be is being answered. And the why wouldn't it be is because everyone out there is making 10-team parlays. You see, if the demand for single bets is shrinking and the demand for four-team parlays is rising, none of these sports books have the incentive to offer a fair bet to anybody. I mean, if, if the grocery store doubled their prices tomorrow and they got more customers why the hell would they ever go back to their normal prices until things slowed back down? And that's where we're going to have to get eventually. But this, let's get back to ESPN bet real quick and talk about my experience with them or my lack of because of what they're representing, what they're doing. So I looked at ESPN bet and as I've said on this show before, it's really important to look at the terms and conditions and read the fine print for all these sports books. Well, ESPN bet is doing something really, really sneaky and really kind of interesting that I haven't seen in quite a while. This is kind of an old school ish tactic where what they're doing is paying back promotional money in small percentages of every bet you make. Now I saw this for the deposit match. Maybe they do different things once you're in their her, in their web, <laughs> uh, so to speak. But from the initial promotion bonus, I, I loved it because they were offering a the way they advertise it is a hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars. Okay. Now again, I've done this for a while. I know exactly what that means for most sports books. Most sports books, you know what that means. It means if you deposit $1,000, about five minutes later, you'll have $2,000 in your account. You'll have $1,000 and you'll have like $1,000 bonus dollars or some other way that they do it, but they give the money to you there. At least that's the new wave of doing things. I haven't seen this old school tactic for a very, very long time. And a lot of the offshore books do this, right? The books located in, you know, Nicaragua and Peru and, you know, 
the Bahamas and wherever, you know, getting away with this stuff. So point is, when I saw ESPN Bet doing this, it's like, okay, interesting. So I wanted to see the exact terms and what they're offering, like in the fine print. So here's exactly what it says on ESPN Bet. I'm going to read it to all of you. It may get boring for a sec, but here's exactly what it says on ESPN Bet. When you click their promotion, $1,000 deposit match. New ESPN bet players who sign up will receive a 100% deposit match on their first deposit made, up to $1,000 in eligible cash back. Cash back rate on all casino games is 2% and sportsbook 5%. Hollywood Casino available within the ESPN bet app in select states. So kind of vague there, right, for the exact terms and conditions. But it goes on to say, promotion offer. Players who make their first-time deposit will receive a 100% match on the deposit up to $1,000 paid in eligible cashback. Eligible cashback is a non-wagerable bonus balance which converts to withdrawable cash at a rate specified herein through eligible cash wagers. For more information on eligible cashback, please see Section 11 of the promotion's full terms and conditions or visit our FAQ page. So I was like, huh, okay, this section 11, let's go find section 11. So I started searching. I I clicked on terms and conditions, okay? And that brings me to a different page that doesn't have section 11. The terms and conditions is a different, more detailed version of what we just read, but still references going to section 11. For example, up here it says, eligible cash back is a non, again, this is the link we just clicked on from the page we just read. This is a new page, okay? It says here, Eligible cashback is a non-wagerable bonus balance, which converts to withdrawable cash at a rate specified herein through eligible cashback wagers. For more information on eligible cashback, please see section 11 of the promotion's full terms and conditions. Kind of sounds familiar, right? So it says the same thing here. So they make it very tough. And look, I'm a, uh, again, like I'm a data scientist. I know my way around a computer. It's not like I'm like searching, oh, what link do you click here? I like, I know where to go. So, well, I usually should know where to go. So what you end up doing is you navigate to the legal promotional terms and conditions page. And what that is on ESPN Bet or Bet ESPN or ESPN Bet or whatever it is, is an entire, I'll pull it up right now. It's an entire page with a link to every single promotion they have. So you can see how confusing this is for the average person. I mean, at least I know what I'm looking for here. And I was confused. So in, I don't know what order this is. Maybe it's in a certain order. Maybe it's not. It's like route to holidays rewards, $50. And and again, this is a link to different pages, okay? The first one is route to holiday rewards. The second is $50 eligible cash back drop rewards. The second is, or the third is $25 eligible cash back drop. The fourth is bet and get bonus bet. The fourth is elite bonus back. The fifth is basketball so close parlay plus protection. So all of these have their own things. So you have to go down and find 100% deposit match in these. And then finally, we get an explanation for what this cryptic eligible cashback is. And here's what it means. And this is, again, according to ESPN bet uh, terms and conditions themselves. Eligible cashback awarded may be converted by wagering on casino and is subject to a cashback rate of 5% on all casino games. Uh, And I, I mean, look, I don't even know where... It says it specifies sports betting. This is the best we're going to have to do, though. Okay, I mean, this is how confusing it is. I I just realized live on the podcast that this is specific for casino. So we're going to have to see exactly what it is for sports betting. But this is a good example as to how they give the money back. Okay, 
So uh, eligible cashback awarded may be converted by wagering a casino and is subject to a cashback rate of 5% on all casino games. Example, here's the important example. A $10 eligible cashback balance with a 5% cashback rate would require the patron to wager a total of $200 in cash in order to unlock the full $10 cashback. 5% of $200 in total cash wagered. So when you when they quote quote unquote match your $10 deposit, they're not giving you an extra 10 in your account. They're slowly 5% at a time for every bet you make giving you that $10 back. So when you finally end up making $200 in bets, you will have completed what was necessary to make back the initial $10 you put in. You see how crazy this is? You see how I didn't want to deposit and how I'm like, oh, great ESPN bet. Way to pull this one out. Way to pull this one out of the cobwebs in the in the crawl space and use it on these unsuspecting people just giving their money to DraftKings. I mean, it's just greedy assholes who see the money being made and they go, oh, I want in on this, right? So that's one way. That's, that's the first reason we got more. That's the first reason why ESPN bet's just been kind of ridiculous so far. The second is their normal prices. They're just regular prices once you get into the actual sports book are a little uh, unfair, in my opinion. Now, I've got an example here, okay? Because if you're going to look at how a sports book is going to treat you, you don't look at the Monday Night Football game, the game under the bright lights where everyone can see. You look at different soccer games and no one's watching and seeing what they're doing with those prices, okay? So let's compare a Czech Republic soccer game uh, from ESPN Bet to Bet Online. Okay, this game is... Forgive me if you haven't heard of these teams before. Uh, Slovan Liberic. And again, if you were from the Czech, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this. Slovan Liberic or Slovan Liberic against Bohemians 1905. So it's Slovan Liberic or Slovan Liberic versus Bohemians 1905. We're going to look at the over-under. Current over-under, and by the way, this game is going to be played tomorrow. Uh, current over-under is two and a half. Well, the over-under here on uh, Bet Online. The over is minus 122. The under is plus 102. Okay, so we call that a 20 cent straddle. Minus 122, plus 102. That's the prices on bet online. That same exact bet on ESPN bet. The over is minus 130. The under is minus 105. That's what we call a 35 cent straddle. Okay, now let's compare those prices side by side. The over on bet online two and a half is minus 122. The over on ESPN bet two and a half is minus 130. So it's actually eight cents cheaper on bet online to make the bet. The under two and a half on bet online is plus 102. The under two and a half on ESPN bet is minus 105. So it's actually seven cents better again on bet online. So you see how ESPN bet is chipping away every bet you make. Doesn't matter the side. They're chipping, 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 chipping away. And that's how people are going to get caught in that spider web is they're going to see these fancy, funny commercials. I'll give it to them. They have funny commercials. You know, they have good promos. They have the, the good promos everyone else offers The make the parlays and get bonus bets back. The incentives to make all these horrible bets. Look, all my friends have signed up at ESPN bet. And I say, how come? And they, go, they got great bonuses. They got pro- And I'm not going to blame them because if that's the goal for their sports betting experience, then so be it. That's good for ESPN bet. I just... I don't think that's going to be good for everyone in the long run. Because as I said earlier, what incentive do any of these sportsbooks have to change? 
if the demand for 14 parlays is always right there. Okay. So what can we all do? All right. This is sort of a call to action for everyone out there. Okay. Now I often talk about how I don't care if it's not my money, you know, it's your bets, but at the end of the day, it does impact me and it does impact all of us. Okay. Because if we can all make smarter bets and if we can all approach this a little bit more responsibly, right. With, with every bet we make, then the demand for these 14 parlays will go down. And then inevitably the prices will get better for everyone. And this whole idea of, look, the more that this minus 130 and minus 105 is normalized, that's not, that's not normal. That's not real. That's not good. This isn't good for anyone. The more that's normalized, then who knows? Maybe eventually the house will always win. That's my point here is right now we're on a teetering point. To where with minus 1010 or minus one with minus 110, we can still find an avenue to, to, to make winning bets. Not much of an avenue. The margins are so thin, but we can still do it. If prices suddenly go to minus 115, minus 115 or minus 120, minus 120, it's going to be so much harder to do what we do. I mean, seriously, a winning percentage right now for anyone to make a living will eventually turn into a break-even percentage if the lines go up to minus 120. That's how impactful these, these line moves are over the long run. And so places like ESPN Bet are going to normalize overs minus 130 and unders one minus 105. And these prices are ridiculous, but the more they get away with it and no one does anything about it for the demand, the more they're going to be there. So... Anyway, uh, appreciate you joining us today. Good luck whatever you have going on uh, tonight. A lot of games, a lot of hockey, a lot of basketball. So let's go cash some winners. We'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Betting Daily.